Right now, to 60-minute overtime, I'm going to welcome in Super Bowl champion, former Green Bay Packers running back, Ryan Grant. So, Ryan, you know, I wanted to start off this interview with, with one question Packers fans are probably dying to know. For a guy who's taken 22 Lambeau leaps, were you ever worried that you were never going to be allowed back onto the field? No, not really. We have security guards down there that kind of handle that. Um, you know, sometimes the fans can get a little... Uh, aggressive <laughs> with it but no that's, that was never a concern <laughs> um so had, do you ever have like a crazy story from a leap or someone just held on too long not necessarily um i've seen some i've seen things where you know fans have groped people but i don't think i have if, if they did i wasn't aware of it necessarily um <laughs> you know i've seen people slip trying to get up there you know or bounce up against the wall, not, not necessarily get the jump they wanted. You know, that's kind of something that we always would uh, pay attention to, you know, the type of jump. Do you practice it? Not really. It was one of those things like you either got it or you don't. So, you know, and you, as you look, as the year gets on, it gets pretty slippery over there. Mm-hmm. So people would, you would try to brace yourself a little bit more so you don't slip and kind of, you know, if you're tired, you kind of push up off against the wall, so. All right, so Super Bowl 45, you know, the Packers won the championship. They beat the Steelers 31-25. You were on that team. Before we get to that, I just wanted to ask you. Now, you're an undrafted guy. The doctors, after a freak accident, said you might not be able to use your left hand again. What was it like to defy the odds and win a Super Bowl? More importantly than the Super Bowl, it was just more It was uh, important for me to prove to myself that I could, um, you know, get back and, you know, once they told me that I'd be able to use my arm, then it was, all right, well, I'm not going to be able to play football. And they said I should. It's just really going to come down to my my own work ethic and what I'm, my perseverance. So I just told myself that um, this was a phenomenal opportunity for me to prove to myself um, that everything in regards to mind over matter and believing it first and, uh, and manifesting uh, what my thoughts were this was an opportunity to do that, to prove to myself again that I was, <laughs> that what I what I had said and believed was real again, and just over, you know, just to affirm it again. So I did that, you know, I took the opportunity to change my perspective, uh, use it as a positive to change my body, change my mind, all that in my connection with football. So it was, it was a really awesome um, transition from that, through, through that year off, to be able to... Uh, take the time and uh, basically, you know, just train train my mind, train everything just to be able to, you know, get back on the field in whatever capacity I could. And then, you know, once I was given the opportunity to come back in a, uh, the, you know, once I was able to at full speed, then I was like, all right, well, now everything else is just up to me. Like, I can't, I can't blame it on anybody else. And I was like, that's really just me. And, and things worked out, you know, I was, um, I was fortunate. So are you one of the guys that wears the ring, or do you just have it on display? No, I don't, does anybody wear the ring, really? Are there people that still do that? Uh, you know, <laughs> yes, I've, I've seen a couple that do, yeah. No, I don't wear a ring at all, by no means. I don't actually even, the ring doesn't mean much to me. It symbolizes something, but it's not about the ring. I'm not really a uh, trophies or, like, uh, rewards type of guy. Did you make it down to the White House to visit Obama? President Obama? Yes, I did. So yes, what was I that did. like? He's a diehard Bears fan, and it's a division rival. Was that ever awkward down there? Uh, it was, no, it wasn't awkward. He, you know, he, he gave his little jabs here and there and everything, but um, it was cool. You know, it was an uh, interesting experience. We had to wait a long time, but it, it was cool, though. I'm glad I did it. So now, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd do it again, but no? I'm glad I did it. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've experienced it, so I don't know if it's necessarily to experience it twice. So your career overlapped with uh, two of the Packers' all-time great quarterbacks. First, Favre being inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame this past summer. What are your thoughts on that? Of course, uh, um, you know, definitely uh, deserved, <laughs> you know. Um, it was uh, one of those things that, like, should have been done. You know, the minute he – the minute I, was that his first year of eligibility? I don't know if that was his first year uh, to be eligible. But, um, sure but if so, like, you know, it was one of those, like, uh, you know, absolutely deserved on all accounts. I think, um, right. you know, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, people were, were able to see everything he's done and appreciate everything he's done. I, you know, I watched his speech. Um, so, I, you know, everything was just really – it was great to, to watch it and to – I'm super fortunate and grateful to be a part of his last year in Green Bay and uh, to experience him uh, from a teammate, from a friend, and all that aspect. So, uh, really, you know, I'm super happy for him, super grateful, and, um, yeah, you know, just glad he was able he was able to uh, now reap the, the benefits and he gets what he deserves. Now, you finished out, you know, Brett Favre's career there, but you also were there for the beginning of Aaron Rodgers' career. What do you think yeah. about his chances of making it to the Hall of Fame? Uh, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, whenever his time comes, he's, he's first ballot. January 21st, 2008, the NFC Championship. It's negative three degrees air temperature and a wind chill of negative 24. It's the third yeah. coldest game in history. And you're wearing short sleeves. What was it like to play in a game like that, first of all? Uh... Was it's funny? It was cold, but it's actually it was enough. I said this before. It actually, in our, in my mind, I know a few guys on the team. It wasn't the coldest game that season to us. It didn't feel like the coldest game. I know temperature wise, it, it technically it definitely was. But that game a few weeks before in Chicago was definitely worse. <laughs> and because we had that experience in Chicago. Uh, and we got we got our butts whooped in that game a couple of weeks before that, but uh, it it gave us like it like almost like a table like to like a guide, like a parameter, you know we had some sort of guidelines so we knew what the cold was going to be like. And when we came out for that that night game against the Giants, everybody was a few of the guys, especially the running backs, we were like, oh, it's cold, but it's definitely not as cold as <laughs> the other Chicago game. And I, part of that was the, the wind wasn't blowing, right. you know. Um, the wind wasn't as heavy as it was in Chicago, so it was definitely cold. And the floor, the ground, you know, the field was really hard, uh, which I think added to the the cold because uh, you could feel every time you hit the ground, it, it hurt. You know. Yeah, it's gonna be like uh, cement. Yeah, 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 it was it was it was one of those. But I think um, it added to the fact that we you know we didn't win. <laughs> how cold it was, but uh, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I don't think you know. I think that you'll see. In certain positions, you know, I think the cold affected Brett. Uh, you could see that in his play a little bit. Um, fortunately, I had a role that, you know, I was really active the entire game. Right. So, you know, it wasn't, I didn't get a chance to really feel that much of the cold. And, um, you know, I, was not, I don't remember that game as being terrible, terrible, like excruciating cold. I just remember it as, you know, just being devastating, heartbreaking at the end. 2020. Favre th- throws an interception. You gave your team another chance because you forced a fumble. Can you take me back through that play? I remember we were driving, and we felt like we were in a good position. Uh, and um, yeah, what, what was it, on like the 30 or the 20 or something that he, that he threw the pick or something? Yeah. And um, yeah, he threw it to RW, and I just tried to you know, get it out, whatever. And we stripped him, and we, we got it back. 
Yeah, you know, just trying to make a play. I don't really remember too much of it. I don't really remember having it too much of an impact, <laughs> but uh, just trying to make a play. And I know it was RW that had that intercepted the ball. So, uh, you know, go through there. So now it's it's overtime, right? So Lawrence Tynes is he's he's attempting a forty yard field goal. He's already missed two earlier in the game. What is your thought from the sideline? Uh, probably that he's gonna make this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you really Honestly, did think you that. Know, to, to miss three in the playoffs is kind of just miss two in a row. It's kind of you know doesn't really happen that much. So we felt like we were giving them opportunities, and at some point in time, they were going to take advantage of the opportunity. So to uh, yeah, it was it was hard. It's funny going into overtime because we got the ball first and everything. We did we were excited, and actually I, I did think that we were going to get it done. But after that pick and then seeing the position that they had, they didn't really have to go very far. I said, yeah, it's going to be interesting, this, this field goal. Uh, I don't see not making it. But, uh, yeah, they made it. And here we are again. 47-yard try, his longest attempt of the game. He has missed his last two. Can he send the Giants to the Super Bowl? The kick is good, and the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, now, now you got another ch- crack at this because in 2012 – Again, the Giants come to town, NFC Divisional playoff. You're down 2010 at halftime at home. Who stepped up in the locker room? What, what was the, the talk like in the locker room at that game? Uh, basically, that we just weren't playing our ball. You know, I think that that game was really to tailor two different games in that game. In uh, the first one, 2008, we just got our butts whipped in that game. Uh, I mean, we, you know, we, we, didn't, we weren't playing with any type of, it didn't seem like we were playing with energy. So everybody, I think every position was trying to step up in some regard. You know, everybody was playing uh, subpar to what we expected and, and what we could play. So um, it was a, across the board, a team aspect of we need to get get it done. Let's just fast forward now to, to this Sunday. First of all, you have an interesting story. You're a local kid, signed with the Giants, yet ended up on the Packers. Are you conflicted yep. on who to root for this Sunday? Absolutely not. I didn't think so. <laughs> There's no, no conflict. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Packers. I, um, you know, I'm, I have friends on the Giants, and I have when I the, the Giants teams that we played um, and that we beat and that beat us. I'm, I was very close with a lot of guys. Justin Tuck is one of my really good friends. Um, but no, there's no conflict. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Packer. You know, I appreciate what the Giants did for me, and they definitely gave me my first opportunity um, in the league. But, uh, but I'm a Packer. So, you know, air temperatures expected, last I checked, between 12 and 19 degrees in, in Green Bay. Can okay. the Packers, as Aaron Rodgers said, run the table? Uh, I think they can, yes. Uh, you know, who knows, will they? Uh, a lot of things, you know, injuries. They've got a couple guys that are banged up. Um, and I, it's interesting. I think the offense is clicking more and more, and I, I don't think that that's going to be the issue. Um, like anything, when you get to playoff time, it's really what the defense can do. And um, whether or not they can stop that, you know, prolific offense by, especially that passing attack by the Giants. You know, as I said, the secondary being a little depleted is going to be interesting to see. So I'm, I'm curious about this game because I don't think the weather is going to be that much of an issue right. in other, as it was in other games, right. you know, right. in other playoff games against the Giants. So I, I think that the weather, you know, it'll, it'll be cold, but it won't be excruciating cold and bitter cold. So um, I really just want to see which team is able to step up defensively because I think both offenses are kind of rocking right now. So it's going to be a matter of whichever defense is willing to, um, it's not what 
struggling to is able to uh, maybe create a couple create a couple turnovers or uh, you know make some big plays happen. Now the Packers have the eighth best run defense in the league. Giants running game has picked up. I, I mean, I'm imagining this game to be in the air. I, I don't really see either team having a strong running game. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I don't necessarily think that the you know I would think the Packers would try and establish something on the run just because Aaron is that much better when he can run right. when he knows that he has something you know to when he can run and, and keep the defense a little bit honest. But um, but either way, I, I don't think that's going to be where the uh, where the focus is at for either offense. Um, both both offenses are kind of clicking in some regard, especially in the passing game. Uh, probably the Packers even more, but. Uh, It'll be interesting to see because they have, you know, with those three, four wide receiver sets that the Giants have and with, you know, what the Packers are going to do having a secondary that's banged up. Now, Rodgers, I mean, I was watching the last game. He was, the offensive line was awarding him like nine seconds to throw the ball. When he gets like that and he starts directing traffic, he's pretty dangerous. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, if if not the best, one of the best. Um, uh, Definitely, I think right now the line is phenomenal. the way they're playing is top notch, and you know you really can't ask for a better job from them across the board. They're they're giving Aaron the amount of time they're playing aggressive, they're controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, so I think that you know that's what, honestly that's where it's going to come. It's going to come down to whichever line is the tent, the trenches, you know, offense, defensive line. So um, I'm uh, right now I'm leaning towards the Packers, but uh, I'd like to we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so are we going to see any late-game heroics from Rodgers throwing the Hail Mary pass downfield? I don't know. I don't think it's going to come down to that. I don't, I don't think this game will come down to that. What, so what would you say your score prediction would be if you, had, if you had to make one? I don't know. I don't make score predictions. I think they score. Uh, it'll be in between the 20s and between the – yeah, between the 20s and 30s. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I have one fan question coming from Tara and Jason Schmidt. And they want to know, how did it feel to return to Green Bay after Washington? And did Green Bay feel like home for you? Uh, yeah, Green Bay is definitely home. It was a, it was different, though, because when I did return to Green Bay, it was already you know halfway through the season. And they had already established themselves as a, identity-wise as a team. So I was stepping into a team that was already, you know, identified. Uh, and so I had to kind of jump where I could, you know. And so even though I knew a bunch of guys, everybody knew me, you know, very comfortable. It was, it was very easy for me to do that. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the same. And it's fine, you know, and that's part of, that's part of the business and everything like that. But, uh, but I'm glad I did. You know, I appreciated it. And, um, and I know they did. And uh, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Packer. I'm glad I got a chance to end my career as a Packer. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to, to the young guys and all the guys and everybody they bring in doing well. Everybody, that was Ryan Grant on 60 Minute Overtime, uh, Packers Super Bowl winning running back. And, and I want to just t- take the time to thank him for coming on. Absolutely. No problem.